Welcome to Foundations, a podcast of Foxwood Counseling and Consulting. This podcast will focus on all things related to self-awareness. I'm Bryce Roberts, founder of Foxwood Counseling and Consulting. And I'm Becky Shabilsky, one of the facilitators of the Foundations program. Our hope is that listeners find this podcast helpful um, to their own journey, to their own exploration of who they are, what makes them tick, and how they might live lives that are more rooted in a sense of meaning and purpose. We're grateful to be here um, and excited to have you listening for a little while with us. I'm so excited that we are here and ready to jump into this journey. So as we get started, Bryce, um, I wonder if you could just share a little bit about how you named your company, Foxwood. That's a great question. The image of the fox um, is one that we use in a program called Foundations. Uh, That uh, program will be expounded upon in, I think, another little snippet on this podcast. Um, But the fox is essentially a metaphor uh, that we use, Um, a metaphor for the deeper realities of who we are, our deeper sense of meaning and purpose in ourselves, or maybe even our, our sense of our core identity. So Fox is the metaphor for our deeper sense of identity, our true self, as some call it. So bring that to life for us. Tell us a little bit about the Fox. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the, this whole idea of, of putting a metaphor to it came out of an image that Parker Palmer offers in his book, A Hidden Wholeness. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really a brief, a brief section of that text, but... What Palmer essentially lays out is this idea that in, it doesn't really matter where we gather as humans, but wherever we seem to get together, whether that's academics or cultures or our sense of philosophy or schools of thought or religion and spirituality, wherever we come together as groups throughout our history, we develop some language around this deeper sense of who we are, this, this idea that there is a soul or a heart or a center or a core or human, like our essence, mm-hmm. uh, true self is sometimes how we talk about it in psychology. Or, um, but that there's this deeper piece of being a human person, uh, sort of the source of our authenticity and our integrity Um, why our sense of values or ethics matters to us, Um, why certain things give our life meaning and don't, that there are, there's a reason why a deeper sense of who we are Um, and that whatever that thing is and, and, and and however we name it, it is elusive. Um, Mm -hmm. It is not something that stays around and hangs out, uh, but rather sort of comes in and out of our lives There's times we feel very in touch with ourselves, very um, in alignment with who we are. And there are other times in our lives where we maybe feel kind of distance from ourselves or uh, saying, wow, I really, I really lost track of who I am in that relationship or in that job or or something that this part of ourselves, this deeper reality sort of moves in and out. Um, And in that way, it's sort of like a wild animal, 
we don't really hang on to a wild animal. It sort of we might see it from time to time, but then it goes on, goes on its way. Um, but that that piece of us, that deeper reality, that true self, that's our soul, you know, whatever you want to call it, is primitive. It's it's vital. It's you know natural, um, but at the same time, you know shy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. savvy, um, wise, um, but doesn't always want to be noticed or whatever. Um, and that in another light, the more noise we sort of make, the harder it is to find just like a wild animal. If we I think Palmer says, if you go crashing into the woods, you're very, uh, it's very unlikely that you'll be able to encounter a, you know, a wild thing, a wild right. animal. Um, and so we take that image uh, that he laid out and say, let's name it. Let's call it a fox. Um, you're a fox. You're, uh, you're this primitive, wild part of who you are. Your heart, you know, your center, your soul, whatever language works for you. Um, so I think naming things matters. And so that, that idea of the fox um, has been really helpful to folks to be able to have a sort of a shared name mm-hmm. um, for this sort of the thing that's hard to put language to hard to talk about um, because it is so sort of deep in us beyond the language centers of our, maybe our brain or whatever. Um, I'll say also a lot of people have put other metaphors, you know, the Fox maybe works for them getting started, but it's sort of like a Harry Potter Patronus, you know, everyone's <laughs> got their own image. And uh, right. so uh, some people use the butterfly. Um, some people use a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> some people use an owl. And whatever your your wild animal is, your whatever you want to call it. That's a yeah. little bit about the facts. So when we talk about doing a podcast that encompasses all things related to self-awareness, Um, We're talking about becoming more aware of that core part of ourselves, the fox, um, or whatever metaphor we choose. Is that right? Yes. And I think the reason that's important and why we would even consider having a podcast about that is the more in touch with that thing we are, it seems the more meaningful we find our lives to be Mm -hmm. and the more committed we are to building the common good, to doing things that are helpful to others, that build people up or build our communities up or even build ourselves up. Um, And so the more self-aware we become, the more um, meaningful we find our lives. And usually when, when we're living with a deeper sense of meaning, we're also like, we feel happier. (laughs) We feel, Mm -hmm. you know, more, in tune with ourselves, more fulfilled, more, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, content. And at the same time, we make the, our worlds we live in, whether those be big or, or small, better places. Yeah. So self-awareness, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this a little more, but it's vital to the human experience um, because it makes us feel better, I think but it also makes our communities better 
by having more self-aware people involved in them. So I'm remembering a recent conversation that we had. Uh, We were having a cup of coffee together and the conversation kind of found its way into um, a discussion around, um, you know, the things that nourish or nurture uh, that part of me and of you and how sometimes we, even in the midst of doing what we think is pretty good work in the world, we find ourselves um, a little out of touch, like you said, with with the fox, with that part. So I'm wondering if you might want to share, you know, these days, what what are some of the things that speak to your fox that nourish you? Where, what are some of your go-tos? Like, what, where do you go when you know, oh, it's time to touch back into that place? Um, and of course, we're all different. We, we all have different ways in. Um, but I'm just wondering if you might share for you. Um, well, I think for me and, and for many people, anything that helps us like notice mm-hmm. the, the life moves fast. Um, and we're all busy and have full lives. I mean, that's so anything that can sort of slow us down and help us sort of be mindfully aware mm-hmm. of just what's going on around me and my own thought processes. And like, oh, wow, I haven't, I'm really lost in this today. I think anytime that happens, it's like a little, it's like a window into the, or maybe a window is not a good image, but uh, it's like taking a step into the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there we're more likely to encounter that sort of wild part of us. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like different moments in the day offer opportunities to sort of wake up in the moment um, to whatever's going on, to notice what's going on, to, to realize, yeah. oh, I'm kind of, you know, on autopilot sleepwalking through this and, and you kind of have those moments of waking up maybe. But I'm also wondering about like, do you have some go-to uh, practices or things that, that you just really build into your life that help you make that connection? Yeah. Let me, can I, let me say more about that a little bit first before that's may help make sense out of, practices but there's a guy a theologian Carl Rahner um, died in 1984 some people will know that reference uh, listening to this but um, Rahner talked about the, a world of great that we live in a world of grace mm-hmm. um, and for people who aren't you know religiously motivated or whatever, I think that we can still find some value in that concept. Um, and essentially, the idea is that the, the world around us always presents us. It's constantly flooded with grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, our role then is to find opportunities to tune into that. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like if you think, you know, radio waves are all around us all the time. But when I turn on my radio, it's like tuning into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think the fox operates in a similar way or, or our sense, this core piece of it, it's always there. Mm-hmm. Th- but it's really our role is to say, how do I access that more freely in my life? How do I right. make space to tune in? 
Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like when you've got music on in the background and you don't really notice it until someone points it out. Like, hey, do you hear that? That's the song. And you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even hear it. I was just kind of doing my thing. And right. I think this piece of ourselves operates the same way. And so for me, tuning in is critical. Um, and so common things in my life that help me tune in to what's already there, what's already occurring inside of me. Um, walk in the woods has mm-hmm. got to be top five. I mean, yes, Wildwood Red Trail, Wildwood Preserve Metro Park is like tuning in land for me. Like that is a guaranteed um well it's it got it's has it's not guaranteed but it's more likely <laughs> that i'll access something deeper in myself by walking um in the in the forest in the woods mm-hmm. that's one for me that is a shoe-in um another is poetry uh my life is better when i'm reading poetry regularly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that. That doesn't mean I always do that, but I, I know that for sure. Um, and then I think when we see, for me, when I see something beautiful, beauty has a great way of, I think it's in um, Elizabeth, uh, that's not right, Cheryl Strayed has a book called Wild, uh, which is great. Great read, a great depiction of her journey and on the Pacific Crest Trail, but she talks about her some experiences with her mother in that book. And one line that just really has stayed with me is something to the degree of like um, her mother tells her there's a sunrise and a sunset every day. And we can put ourselves in the way of those um, Mm. if we want to. Nobody sees a sunrise and is like, bummer (laughs) (laughs) usually we see a sunrise and we have to stop like and look at it we're like wow look at that Mm -hmm. that's beautiful or the sun setting just right you know it pauses us uh, sometimes beauty pauses us so those would be three for me just right out of the gate walks poetry and and beauty in the natural world yeah what about for you becky if you could name a few Yes, uh, I think number one on the list for me in recent years has also been um, walking in nature. And I live kind of out in the country a little bit with some land. And so I can just go out my back door, um, which is such a gift and wander out into the woods. And even if it's just for seven or eight minutes, there's something about intentionally walking out and and for me um i mean i think sometimes i i'm not as mindful it's just like i need to move i need to move my body um and along the way a lot of times though there is sort of this mindful um dropping into that noticing and just i will often be fascinated by how the light is hitting you know a plant or you know seeing right now with all the snow different tracks in the snow um and again it is that it's that noticing it's the slowing down to just be present in those moments with whatever arises and what i love about going out in my backyard because they're the paths that we maintain <laughs> um so we know the path but finding intentional ways to 
um, either walk differently, walk in reverse, don't stay on the path, get off the, you know, finding different ways to explore um, and create possibility uh, to see different things or to see differently is really fun. Um, So another way that I engage that uh, practice. Um, Two other ones, I think for me, if we're going to stick with three, uh, these days I have been really fascinated by just simple uh, cooking. So chopping vegetables, um, making things from scratch, from whole foods, which sometimes can really be a chore. And it's like, this is horrible. I can't believe I have to make another meal. Um, But I have been finding more and more moments where I feel really drawn to just pull out the celery and the carrots and the onion and just create something healthy and nourishing for myself. And the act of doing that, it brings me back to that core part of myself. Um, And it's always fun when I get to share that with somebody who might actually enjoy it. My children are not always those people. Um, so food prep um, sometimes is a doorway into that connection or tuning in for me. And lastly, um, you know, there's still the creative element, but with with art um, a lot lately. So I've been really enjoying um, alcohol inks the last several years, which kind of are a little bit unruly and hard to control. Super vibrant colors, um, fascinating medium. Uh, so sometimes I just watching the colors play, it, it like transports you into this different place. Like all the rest of the busyness and chaos kind of melts away. And I find myself just fully dialed into that moment. Um, and after I've spent some time, even just five or 10 minutes, sometimes it's a couple of hours if I'm, you know, really lucky. But part of, part of my journey has been recognizing that it doesn't have to be a huge block of time. It doesn't have to be hours or days. It can, it can be moments, just moments to drop in to one of these practices that nourishes me and helps me connect more deeply with myself. So harnessing those little moments um, with vibrant color through art is another, another place for me. Yeah, that's great. The mirepoix of your soul just cutting mm-hmm. vegetables. You said <laughs> onions and celery and <laughs> carrots. Well, what do you say we ditch this podcast and go on a walk? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> All right, great. Maybe we could invite people listening to do the same. Stop listening to us and go walk. Well, I think what we're doing here is just giving people a brief introduction to some of the stuff we want to get into on this podcast, which is... um there's pretty simple practices to get in touch with this part of ourselves, the the fox, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think some of the other items that we want to address is uh, can, there can be things that really hinder us from getting, from being able to get in touch with that. And, and sometimes those things feel very, very practical or they're just completely outside of our awareness. We don't know what we don't know. Uh, and so, you know, for me, for years, my desire to have, to belong, like to, to have people really like me was outside of my awareness. I didn't know that I did that. Um, and so because it was outside of my awareness, I never looked at it. I didn't address it. Um, and that really hindered or made a lot of noise, if you want to say, 
um, and kept that fox hidden from me at times when I really needed it. Um, and that wasn't, you know, too terribly destructive to my life, but it definitely limited me in ways that I didn't need to be and drained my energy in ways that I didn't need to be. So not only do we want to talk about ways to practice self-awareness, um, but also to explore some of the things that are maybe getting in our way. Um, maybe things, gaps in our awareness, if you want to call them that. And, and to not do that judgmentally, but to do that with a sense of curiosity and, and empathy with ourselves um, mm-hmm. to say, wow, I really didn't know that about me. And I don't need to be harsh towards that part of myself. I, I think instead I'll, I'll just treat myself with some empathy and move into that. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the posture we're taking here is how can we be gentle as we explore ourselves, um, as we get to know who we are better? And does that make sense? Yes. And speaking of poetry, it reminds me of Rumi and the guest house. And so the idea of welcoming and inviting all of these different parts, some that we know quite well, who maybe speak quite loudly (laughs) into our lives, and others who, like you said, we've not been aware of or we haven't ever interacted with maybe um, consciously. And so I love the posture of, um, you know, hospitality to ourselves, to to the inner parts of ourselves. Yeah, maybe we could offer that poem as part of our part of this sort of segment here. Is maybe you could read us that poem before we end. It's a beautiful, okay. beautiful poem. It, it is beautiful. The Guest House by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Well, I'm excited for this. We've been talking about doing something like this for a while. Um, And a podcast seems like a great mode to sort of get information out. So I'm, I'm excited to be putting this together with you, Becky. I am too. Thank you for joining us. For more information, go to foxwoodcc.org. We're so glad that you've been here with us today, and we hope you'll join us again here for another episode of Foundations. Foundations.